Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Friday mornings, the 12th of August, 2022, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Daniel Pedro with you for the course of the next hour. Number, as per usual, still the same, 1300 01 1170. Or you can text 0457-736-736 on this Friday morning. Plenty coming up on the show. And look, we will get to the football from last night shortly. A good win for the Melbourne Storm. 16-0 over the Penrith Panthers. Charlie Goodsir will join me in about half an hour's time. We'll preview the rest of round 22 of the NRL and obviously some crucial games coming up and some good games coming up across the course of the weekend. And we'll update you on some of the other news floating around, but I thought we should start with the very sad news uh, that came through just before lunchtime yesterday. Um, if you were listening to the captain's run with Denningham and Cam Smith, uh, you would have heard the emotion in their voices, and obviously we had coverage throughout the day. Joel Kane paid a very good tribute to the passing of Paul Green, uh, who has passed away at the age of 49 years old. Uh, just, Just devastating news when it came through and you saw yesterday from the TV coverage last night on Fox League with Jess Yates, Gordon Tallis, Greg Alexander, Cam Smith also on Channel 9 paid tribute. Um, Just, yeah, just uh, awful, awful news. But um, they did such a good job paying tribute. Corey Parker was part of that Fox League coverage. You could see he was devastated as so many people are and even just the social media response yesterday from people who didn't even know him, who had never met him, but uh, just realised how big of a part he was in the game of rugby league. Uh, just the emotion from everyone, from all corners of the game. Uh, yeah, so passing away at the age of 49. He was in Sydney just last weekend at the Cronulla's ex-players reunion um, it's one of five teams the former Australian and Queensland representative halfback played for during his career. Uh, Green's family did release a statement yesterday and said, Today we are devastated. We have lost a devoted husband, loving father and wonderful brother and son. We cannot find the words that would come close to expressing our feelings. However, we would like to extend our thanks to those who have reached out to us with their love and support. Paul was loved by so many, and we know that this news will generate immense interest. However, at this time, we ask for privacy. Our family is still trying to understand this tragedy, and we request space and time as we come to terms with this loss. Thank you. That was a statement released yesterday afternoon by the Paul Green family. We know he had 
an amazing career, playing career expanded 162 games, played for the Cronulla Sharks, North Queensland Cowboys, Sydney Roosters, Parramatta Reels and Brisbane Broncos. And then, as we know, made the switch to coaching and took the Cowboys to their first ever premiership in 2015. And that's been replayed over and over over the course of the past 18 or so hours. What a moment it was uh, with Jonathan Thurston kicking that field goal in extra time. Um, Jonathan Thurston, who was going to be on Channel 9's coverage last night and then was on the first flight back home, uh, he revealed last year the first conversation he had with Green that led to the drought-breaking title triumph in 2015. Thurston said yesterday, at last year, sorry, telling Channel 9, he arrived at the club in 2014, and I remember that first meeting we had at the Dally M's of 2013. He asked me what was the perception of the Cowboys at that time. And Thurston said, we're pretty inconsistent. He stopped me pretty much and said, you can't win away from home and you can't win when you're on the sidelines. So what do I need to do to change that? Uh, that was Jonathan Thurston uh, speaking to Wide World Sports last year about Paul Green. Uh, heaps of tributes, as you can imagine, from the rugby league world. Uh, Cameron Smith here on SEN called it shocking news. Said a very sad day uh, reacting to the news, as I said, alongside uh, Denon Kemp. Uh, it's a sad day for everyone involved in the rugby league family and community. We send our best wishes and condolences out to the entire Green family. Uh, Denon Kemp also said, I was fortunate enough, he was my kicking and catching coach when I was coming through at the Broncos, and he was also my coach when I was at Wynnum. I had a small amount to do with him, but in that time, I did. It was actually really interesting the year I was at Wynnum. I ended up signing with another club to leave, but we had a really tough start to the season. Greedy managed to turn the Wynnum Seagulls around, and we won the Premiership that year. He's a fighter. It's a very sad day to see Greeny uh, pass away. A former teammate, Martin Lang, posted on Twitter saying, This is so sad. Paul was a close mate. We moved to Sydney together in 1993, the beginning of an outstanding NRL playing and coaching career. My sincere condolences to Paul's wife, children and his dear mum and dad. Rest in peace, mate. And Jackson Hastings uh, wrote, the current Tigers player, can't believe the Paul Green news this morning. Achieved it all as a player and a coach and still had so much to give. Taken away too soon. Thoughts and prayers with family and friends makes you realise to take nothing for granted. A lot of NRL clubs posted tributes as well, including the Eels, Sharks, Roosters and Broncos, as you can imagine, all a very, very important part of his career. And Peter Philandis put out a statement as well, saying Paul was a brilliant player and then became one of the few to make a very successful transition to coaching. As a player, he represented... Um, as a player, he represented the Cronulla Sharks, North Queensland Cowboys, Sydney Roosters, Parramatta Eels and Brisbane Broncos. And throughout his career, had a reputation as a halfback who was as tough as he was skillful. Paul was rewarded with the Rothmans Medal in 1995. As a coach, he led the North Queensland Cowboys to one of the most famous grand final victories of all time against the Brisbane Broncos in 2015. He represented Australia and uh, Queensland as a player and only last year coached Queensland in the State of Origin series. Uh, I had the pleasure of sitting on the NRL competition committee and found Paul to be a passionate, smart and witty individual. Our condolences go to his family and to his many friends. And Andrew Abdo backed that up 
by saying, we deeply saddened by this loss and on behalf of the game, I'd like to extend our deepest condolences to Paul's family, his friends and those who have been inspired and mentored by him over the course of his long career. Yeah, very, very sad news. Just having a look at his life in rugby league, uh, 1993, he guided the East Tigers to the Brisbane Rugby League Grand Final where they were beaten 18-12 by the Western Suburbs. 1994, he joined Cronulla where he ended up playing 95 games. And in 1995, as I mentioned, won the Rothmans medal for the ARL's best and fairest. In 1997, played for the Sharks in the Super League and played for Queensland and Australia. In 1999, he signed with the North Queensland Cowboys to play there and made a State of Origin debut also in 1999. 2001, he signed with the Sydney Roosters and played in all three Origins as Queensland won the series. We know he injured his knee in 2002 in that game against South Sydney. Actually, it was South Sydney's return game. Um, uh, but then in 2003, joined Parramatta but only played seven matches before a season-ending cheekbone fracture. 2004, he joined the Brisbane Broncos, playing just five games before retiring after 162 first-grade games. 2011, he coached Winner Manly for two seasons before making the move to the Sydney Roosters as an assistant coach Trent Robinson and also coach of their under-20s team. Um, and he then, as we know, made the move to the Cowboys in 2014, winning that grand final in 2015 and also leading the Cowboys to a remarkable grand final appearance in 2017 before he stepped aside as coach in July of 2020. Uh, if you want to pay tribute to Paul Green, you can do so 0457 736 736 or 1300 01. 1170, just a decorated career and just, just so sad. Our thoughts with his family and also his close friends after he passed away at the age of 49. Um, yeah, so he played 95 games for the Cronulla Sharks, 35 games for the Cowboys, 20 games for the Roosters, seven games for the Eels and five games for the Broncos, seven games for Queensland. Uh, throughout his career and three, well, 10 if you include the three Super League ones and, of course, coached the Cowboys 167 times. So if you do want to pay tribute, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And if you are struggling uh, with anything, remember Lifeline is always there, 13 11 14. We'll take a break. We'll turn our attention to the football from last night. It is 10 past five. Yeah, 14 past five. Good to be with you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Just on the Paul Green sad news as well. Uh, through SCN 1170 a.m. after 6 a.m. Uh, big breakfast show with Vossi and Brandy. Uh, all the normal stuff, of course. But uh, they'll be joined by or John Cartwright just after 7 a.m. And James Tarmow as well to pay tribute to Paul Green. So that'll be through SEN 1170 a.m. after 6 a.m. with Vossi and Brandy. And I'm sure Pat and Heels will be paying tribute as well through SEN Q693 a.m. in Brisbane and SEN 1620 a.m. on the Gold Coast. All right, it is quarter past five. Good to be with you. 0457 736 736 or one. 300-01-11-70. It does seem a little trivial, but the football does roll on. And the Storm, 16 over the Panthers. Neil, it's our hot topic this morning. The hot topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. 
Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. So, yes, Storm 16 over the Panthers, nil. Uh, it was always a 50-50 game going into it, I, th I thought, considering how many players the Panthers had out. They lost a couple more yesterday as well. The Storm... They have their own injuries, but got a couple of players back for last night's game. Before we talk about the game, let's have a listen to the highlights as you heard them here on SEN. Coruscant spun out of one, then he spun out of another one. Still going at me, Coruscant. Finally brought down, last tackle, 15 metres out. They go down a short side. O'Sullivan goes to Tungo. Tungo, got under! Great. Pulled wow. out just short. Great defence, that was Munster. That's a Toro top tackle if ever I've seen one. It's Munster, so his beautiful hands. Now they're away. Owen into space. Got the man on the inside, Meany. Kicks inside. Meany needs the bounce. Oh, wow. Meany wow. gets the bounce. <laughs> it was all Penrith Panthers. Coruscant made the break, and the Storm had to start their set. A metre out from their line. Oh, look what they've come up with. <laughs> He's strong runner. Uh-oh, demolition man. Yeah. Demolition man. Beats another one. Gets the stains. Oh. Ferrari. Wow. Went straight Boom. past him. <laughs> Big left foot step. Call him whatever you like. Demolition man. Rooster to be. He scored a try for the Melbourne Storm. They're gone back to back. They lead 10-0. Now they go Meany. Meany double pump. Then a release. Here's Nofaluma. Nofaluma. Inside or out. Beautiful footwork. Gets up screaming at his new teammates. <laughs> They've done it again. They've held them out for three sets of six. Budley called it. They'll score it in the next two. They did it. Took them one. North Luma gets his first try for the Melbourne Storm. Eisenhut's had a cracking game. Now he goes upfield and makes about 20 wow. metres. Siren sound. A quite incredible performance to start round 22. Cometh the round, cometh the team. And the Melbourne Storm have said to everyone in the National Rugby League, we ain't done yet. Yeah, well, I think some people, Jimmy, thought they were, but uh, that was a very, very impressive win. 16-0, obviously, no points scored in that second half. Uh, they led halftime 16-0 and ended up winning 16-0. I thought the first thing that I noticed from this game was the defence from the Melbourne Storm. Now, it's probably fair to say Penrith lacked a bit of the normal polish that I'd have with no... Jerome Luai, no Nathan Cleary, also Dylan Edwards was out. So they had a fair amount of players out. But they still had uh, multiple chances, the Penrith Panthers and the Storm defended very, very well. Um, and it's interesting, we look at the Melbourne Storm and we've been talking about them for probably the past couple of months, since really the middle of the season, before they had this major run with injuries where everyone was kind of thinking that Melbourne, especially over the past month, despite that win against the Gold Coast Titans last weekend. Everyone was sort of thinking, they'll make the top eight. Um, and you never write them off, but I think everyone thought they probably weren't a genuine premiership contender. Now, they did play um, uh, under strength Penrith Panthers last night, but you can only play and beat what's in front of you, and they did that. And it's still very hard. We've seen Penrith, even though they've been under strength, we've seen them beat a lot of teams without Nathan Cleary, without Jerome Loy. We saw it last week uh, when they played the Canberra Raiders. But the Melbourne Storm doing well. Brandon Smith, that solo try from about the 50-metre line, just fantastic, the halfway line, just fantastic. Probably the best game that Smith has played this year. Um, there's been a bit of criticism around Brandon Smith. Uh, he hasn't delivered for the Melbourne Storm this year. And I know a few Roosters fans 
been a bit concerned, especially with the news about Sam Verrills leaving the club. But Brandon Smith last night showed what he can do. And if he and Munster can play like that for the remainder of the season, um, they're going to be they're still going to be hard to beat. They will go through the rest of their draw in just a second. We'll have a look at the Panthers' uh, draw as well. But that is a really, really important combination, along with, of course, Harry Grant there as well. Um, and the Panthers, in the meantime, where do we put them at the moment? Now, I still think that they are premiership favourites. They're going to get most, if not all, of their players back before the final series. Definitely Nathan Cleary, definitely Jerome Luai. Uh, May as well is only out, I think, for two or three weeks. Dylan Edwards should be back. So they're going to be pretty much full strength heading into the final series. But it is interesting. About six weeks ago, just before Origin, or even after probably Origin 2, everyone thought Penrith were probably unbeatable. Now, as I said, I still have them as my favourites. But I think we have seen over the past month, last night, Melbourne 16-0 over Penrith. Um... And we've seen teams test them. We saw the Roosters test them about a month or so ago and probably could have won that game um, at Penrith Football Stadium about a month or so ago. Uh, the Tigers tested them to an extent, although they were very understrength without any of, any of their origin players. Um, and you look at the teams that could potentially... Uh, the Sharks tested them as well a couple of weeks ago. The Sharks definitely will be there in the top eight. The Cowboys are another team that I think on their day could cause them issues. The Roosters may or may not be there in the top eight, but if they are, you never know. And the Storm, um, what we saw last night, what they could do. Where do you put Penrith at the moment? Are they still your favourites? They're still mine. But I think the competition has gotten a bit closer over the past month or so, albeit, as we know, they do still have a lot of players to come back. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Where do you put Penrith right now? in terms of comp- the competition. Do you still put them favourites? And also the Storm. Have they proven with that win last night, even though Penrith were a bit under strength, that they can match it with the big teams come finals time, even though they will still have quite a few players out come semi-finals time? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. You look at both teams run home. So the Storm have the Broncos next Friday night at Suncorp Stadium, so that's going to be a pretty tricky game, followed by the Roosters in Melbourne on a Friday night in round 24, and they finish off on a Thursday night in a few weeks' time against the Parramatta Eels at Combank Stadium. So that is a really, really tough run home for the Melbourne Storm. And for the Penrith Panthers, they have the South Sydney Rabbitohs next uh, Thursday night out at Homebush, then followed by the Warriors in Penrith, and then they finished their regular season with the Cowboys up in Townsville. So two out of those three games, with no disrespect to the Warriors, very, very hard indeed. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Interesting to see where the competition is sitting at the moment. 0457 736 736 1300 01 1170. That win for the Melbourne Storm, at least for now, uh, takes them above the Cronulla Sharks there into third position. Obviously, the Sharks have a game in hand. Uh, the Storm onto 30 points. The Panthers, they still lead the way on 38 points. The Cowboys, though, only six points behind them. So, And you've got to remember the Cowboys and the Panthers, as I said, they do play each other in the last round of the competition. It is very hard to see Penrith 
going to lose the next three games. But you never know. The Cowboys, of course, have to get over the Roosters tomorrow, which is a tricky game. Uh, but their minor premiership hopes faint. Minor premiership hopes still alive. Uh, interesting times in terms of uh, the ladder at the top and then a lot of teams in that vying for that third and fourth position. And then um, outside of the top four, you've got well, the top six, you've got about four teams, five teams going for seventh and eighth. You'd think the Rabbitohs are safe on 26 points, but you never know. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So, yeah, where do you rate the Penrith Panthers after that loss last night? Where do you rate the Melbourne Storm? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Now, just a bit of other news before we take a break, and we'll have a chat with Charlie Goodsir after the break, preview the rest of round 22 of the National Rugby League. The Manly Seagulls, uh, who are currently sitting in 10th position at the moment, a bit of news around their coach this morning. Now, they're going to take on the Gold Coast Titans on Sunday afternoon, but... He seems to be, Des Hassler, under more pressure than Justin Holbrook, which I find remarkable. But anyway, uh, it, says, uh, it says in the Telegraph, Confidential can reveal that Hassler is fighting for his future at the Manly Seagulls after the club's board opted to not alter his contract in the wake of the Pride jersey debacle. Uh, Hassler had a clause in his contract that would have given him the 2024 season had he made the top eight this year. And there was a push from his camp to have his contract reviewed after the recent defeat to the Sydney Roosters without seven players cruel their finals hopes. It is understood the club's board resolved to retain the contract as it stands, meaning Hasler will head into the off-season with his future at the Manly Seagulls on the brink. Hasler needs to finish this year well and start next year on fire, or he could be replaced. Um, it adds another layer of the pressure to Sunday's game against the Gold Coast Titans. A loss would leave Hasler under intense pressure heading to the final three games of the regular season. It's understood Manly have not got to the point of considering alternative coaches, but they won't be short of options to take over from Hasler should they head down that path, given Michael Maguire and Shane Flanagan are among the premiership winning coaches on the open market. And a cluster of assistant coaches are also knocking on the NRL door, led by Josh Hannay, Dean Young and Ben Hornby. Um... Well, I think probably slightly harsh on Des Hasler. Um, they are, though, they, look, they, probably people expected a bit more from Manly this year. But, again, they've been without Tom Dravojevic for when we get to the end of the season, basically half of the season. They've had a couple of injuries as well. And I think something that has hurt Manly for many, many years has been the depth of the Manly Seagulls. They just don't have the depth of some of the other teams. So when they do pick up injuries, and I look, I think Ruben Garrick's been fantastic at fullback um, since he's been filling in for Tommy Turbo, but they don't have the depth of some of the other big clubs. And when they do pick up injuries, it hurts them. Anyway, we will wait and see what happens there. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. If you're a Manly fan, do you keep... Des Hassler, do you want a replacement coach? I mean, you always want your team to be making the top eight, and if they don't make the top eight this year, as it looks like it's not going to happen for them, there will be pressure on him, I suppose. Um, however, I would be giving him at least the start of next year, because when Manly are full strength, they're a very, very good footy team. 
Um, but as I said, depth at Manly Seagulls is a bit of an issue for them. Uh, a couple of texts here before... A break, Govill Treatment. I have seen your text. I will uh, get to that uh, shortly. Uh, I think it's a very good point. Uh, however, just a couple of things on the game last night. This one from James saying, great effort by the Storm last night. Uh, we were as undermanned as they were and got the job done. Only difference is that all of their players will be back for the finals and none of ours will. Scary thought. Panthers will win it without getting out of second gear. Yeah, um, it was a great effort by the Storm, and they were undermanned. And you are you look, you, you do have a point that Penrith will come back um, and have most of their players or all of their players back. And I, look, I still think they're favourites by quite a long way. I, I just think there has been, and I think probably the Roosters probably showed us four or five weeks ago that there is a way to beat Penrith. You have to play for the full eighty minutes, and your defence has to be on song. Which I thought Craig Bellamy would be very very happy with the Melbourne Storm's defence last night. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, I still think they're favourites, but I think there are teams that can potentially rival them in that final series. And this one from Matty, uh, and he makes a very good point, just on the game tomorrow between the Roosters and the Cowboys. Uh, James Tedesco, Teddy, plays his 200th NRL game. Uh, Chooks to win should be a cracker of the uh, of an afternoon tomorrow afternoon, says Matty. Yeah, 200 NRL games for James Tedesco. Look, I think this is probably the game of the round. It's such an important game for both clubs, probably more so for the Roosters, but still the Cowboys still in the hunt for the minor premiership. And Matty, uh, good point, Reed James Tedesco. What a career so far he's had. Still hopefully a long way to go in it. Of course, started the Tigers and has won a couple of premierships at the Sydney Roosters. Captain New South Wales, captains the Roosters, played for Australia as well. Um, yeah, and James Tedesco, by the way, Matty, and for all Roosters fans and all rugby league fans, he will be on as well with Vossi and Brandy this morning after 8am. Uh, so interesting to hear his thoughts on his career so far and how the Roosters are going uh, heading into the finals series. He'll be on with Vossi and Brandy after 8am this morning for to celebrate his 200th NRL game. Thank you, Matty. Keep them coming in. Any other predictions for the weekend? 0457. 736-736-1300-01170. Penrith fans, are you concerned? I wouldn't be. But where do you put Penrith at the moment after that loss to the Melbourne Storm? And Melbourne, are they back? Do you think they can cause some issues in the final series? And Manly fans, Des Hasler under pressure uh, to keep his job. Maybe he'll still be there at the beginning of next year, but if they don't fire early next year, he might be on his way out. What do you make of that? Do you think he should be under pressure? Do you think he deserves to be under pressure compared to some of the other coaches? 0457 736 736 or 1300 We'll take a break after this. Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio. We'll preview the rest of round 22 of the NRL. It's bang on 5.30. Welcome back, Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Friday morning, the 12th of August, 2022. one 1170 or 0457 One game done already uh, between the Panthers and the Storm, but still seven great games coming up in round 22 of the NRL as we are now only a month out from the finals. Charlie Goodsir is in the studio with me. Morning, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's been a couple of weeks. Good to see you again. Yeah, it has been a while between drinks, but looking forward to uh, 
hearing our thoughts on the upcoming draw. Yeah, and a lot to play for for a lot of clubs throughout the course of the remaining three days of this round. Uh, it is an exciting time of the season just before we get to the games. Really exciting time of the season. Um, finals, there's, we're still not sure who's going to be in the top eight. We know a lot of clubs will be there, but there's still that race for at seventh and eighth and possibly sixth. We just don't know what order it's going to finish in. Yeah, this is one of my favourite times of the year, kind of like the last month of the home and away season, because generally the top four is usually set. There mm. are some outlier teams, and then there are the teams sort of scrapping for those six, seventh positions. Mm. Then you've got the teams just outside the eight, where their next month is just purely elimination finals stuff. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Going to be crucial for a lot of the teams. We'll go through some of those games in a second. Let's start off with with a game, though, tonight at 6 uh, yeah, tonight at 6 p.m. at Mount Smart Stadium, the Warriors taking on the Bulldogs. This doesn't really have any import, doesn't have any impact on the top eight at all. We know the Warriors are harder to beat at home than they have been when they've been playing in Australia. But the Bulldogs, I know they lost last weekend, but over the past couple of months, they've been playing some great footy. This will be a good game, I reckon, but it's hard not to tip the Bulldogs in a game like this. Yeah, the Bulldogs looked really good against the Cowboys mm. uh, in Bundaberg. Mm. Um, look, the Cowboys are a quality side, so you always just thought their class was just going to shine through. But no, nah, Bulldogs going really well. I'm just so impressed each week by Matt Burden. He mm. really seems to be maturing before our eyes. It is in New Zealand, and uh, Vossi did tip the Warriors, which I thought was absolutely ludicrous. There's no <laughs> chance the Warriors have been in the Broncos. I'm, even, even though the, look, the Bulldogs have been prone to you know, bad lapses and stuff like that. That was early in the year when mm. they were under Trent Barrett. Their attack was basically non-existent. They look a completely different side. They look like a... that They're playing like a side that is around that sort of top eight mark. Not mm. quite good enough to be in the top eight, but competing. And that's where they'll be next year. So I'm tipping the Bulldogs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think also with the Warriors, once they're back in New Zealand, hopefully full-time next year, I think that will help them a lot. But at the moment... Still, uh, I think they're flying in and out, so it's still mucking them around a bit, um, and I think the Bulldogs as well. I think they will win. This game, it's another game tonight, though. This should be a beauty. 7.55 at Combank Stadium. The Parramatta Eels taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, we mentioned it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke. A couple of weeks ago, we weren't too sure what was going on with Parramatta, and then two very good wins, in particular against Penrith a couple of weeks ago. And South Sydney, despite a loss to the Cronulla Sharks, has still looked one of the form teams over the past month or so. This is a very, very hard one to tip both. With Premiership credentials on the line, I reckon, a bit tonight because they could easily meet again in the finals in a few weeks' time. Uh, how do you see this game going between the Eels and South Sydney? Uh, the Parramatta Eels, I'm tipping them. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, they looked shot a couple of weeks ago mm. and all of a sudden they've just climbed back in. That win against Penrith... Mm. Albeit I don't read too much into it, um, mm. especially from the Penrith side of things, just because Cleary were, was out, rightly so. They had a lot of players out, and they're very good at Comac Stadium as well. Um, and because they're good at Comac Stadium, mm. the reason that's the reason why I'm going uh, the Eels, and their form has been outstanding. They've, they've been playing really well in those games. I think Jake Arthur, that was his sort of coming-of-age game. Yep, he was against, great. Against the Seagulls. Um, uh, every sort of much maligned player has that game. Um, and that was his. The Rabbitohs, I, I just think they still relied too much on Luttrell. Um, and look, last week wasn't exactly a, a great run for them. Mm. And 48-10 against the Warriors. Mm. 
you'd expect that sort of result. So I'm going to the Eels. And what I liked about Jake Arthur the other day as well is that he let Dylan Brown and he uh, let Clint Gutherson run the team and he just added his own little input. And look, that game between Manly and the Eels was close for 55 or 60 minutes uh, before Parramatta ended up running away with it. I know still know Mitchell Moses, which doesn't help, but yeah, I think Parramatta win as well. Uh, the Roosters take on the Cowboys 3pm at the SCG. Now, the AFL on Sundays, a sellout. You're going to the AFL. I, I am. I am a Pies fan. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to that that sellout crowd. But really looking forward to this game yeah. as well. I The Roosters are a lot better than an eighth-place team. Yep. They're playing really well. I think they've won, what, four, four, in, a, four yep. in a row? They're going for five now. And I think they will beat the Cowboys. But I, if the Cowboys lose, I don't see that as an issue at all. The Roosters are a much better team than what their ladder position suggests. Mm. And the Cowboys don't travel to Sydney often and they don't win too often in Sydney. So I think the Roosters win this one, but it will be close. James Tedesco's 200th match as well. He was going to be on with Fossey and Brandy a little later on this morning through SCN 11.70am after 8am. Look, the Roosters have been playing really good footy. I thought the Cowboys, they did well to beat the Bulldogs, as you said a couple of minutes ago, but the Bulldogs tested them. Um... I was a bit surprised last week how easy it was for the Roosters to beat Brisbane, who uh, were at stages this year a fourth-place team, top four team. So, look, I think the Cowboys will be harder. I think it'll be closer. But, yeah, I think the Roosters at home uh, should get the win. And if they do, that really should cement their place in the top eight. 5.30 tomorrow night, West Tigers up against Cronulla Sharks. Now, we know that you've been a bit out there with your tips throughout this season. Please tell me you're not going to tip the Tigers I'm against the Tigers. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm tipping the Tigers. I'm tipping the Tigers. Why? I think the Tigers last month has been really good. Yes, that's that, true. Thankfully, it wasn't too good against my side, the Newcastle Knights. Uh, good to see them get a win. Mm. Um, yes. I, I just think they've been playing really well. They should have won that game against the Cowboys. They beat a Broncos side at Suncorp as well. They were much better in that second half mm. uh, against the Knights. And if that game went on for another five minutes or so, they would have won. Mm. And I, I, I don't know. I just got a feeling about this one that the Sharks, I, I think the Sharks are due for a loss. Mm. And I think now is a good time to have a loss um, in terms of their season. I, I think the Tigers will win, but not with a lot of confidence. On the Sharks, I am going to tip the Sharks, but on the Sharks, they have a fairly soft draw coming into the final. So they're going to finish definitely top eight, quite possibly top four, sitting in third at the moment, or at least coming into this round. I think they need a tough game going into the final. So whilst I look, they're definitely a contender, they're going to be there. Their draw compared to a lot of the other clubs that are already in the top eight or fighting to get into the top eight is fairly soft. So I wonder, we'll probably talk more about this when we get closer to the finals. I wonder if that will have an impact on the Sharks going into the final series though. Yeah, you always want to, um, that that last month especially is crucial. You want to Mm. kind of be trending upwards, which is why, I'm really excited about the Roosters and mm. also the Raiders as well to see how they perform because you kind of want those pressure games leading into the finals, get yourself battle hard and start playing your best football then. Mm. And I often find when you're a really strong team and you're playing sort of the weaker teams in the competition that aren't going to make finals, mm. you sort of stoop to their level a little bit. You sort of mm. play at their level mm. of, of a game. So mm. you just want to... Yeah, you just want to make sure that if you do play these bottom sides, you're putting them away and you're playing your best brand of football. Now, the Broncos are in seventh position coming into the round. They're playing the Knights. Um, I, as I said, I saw the Broncos firsthand the other day. They didn't really impress me. Um, 
Look, I am going to tip them against the Knights. I think you'll probably tip the Knights. But, you know, you look at teams like the Roosters and the Raiders who may well start to eclipse Brisbane. This is a really important game all of a sudden for Brisbane to win tomorrow night at 7.30 up at Suncorp. Really important game for them to win. Mm. And I think that's why they lose. Mm. I think this is a game they're expected to win. Mm. I think it's a game they think they will win. Mm. And I think that's a dangerous mindset to be in where, again, you're playing a team that's totally out of finals contention. Mm. And you just sort of think, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to get out there and go out and win. Not Mm. to say that that's their mindset. I'm sure they're looking at this as as any other game. Mm. But I just think it it just seems a bit like a bit of a danger game that, Mm. like, oh, I don't know, just got to knock off the two points sort of game. That's why I'm going the Knights. Not because they're a better team Mm. or, like, they'll they'll be better. (laughs) Just because I think the Broncos might have just one of those performances that kind of questions where they are in the eight. And the Broncos currently sitting on 26 points. If the Roosters are to win against the Cowboys, they will go ahead of them on the ladder, at least temporarily until the Broncos play. But if they lose, they stay ahead of them on the ladder with a better for and against. And if the Raiders win, they're only going to be two points behind the Broncos. So, yeah, worrying times if the Broncos are to lose that one. Uh, The two games on Sunday, well, this is a huge match. Raiders up against the Dragons. I think you can safely say if the Dragons lose, their final series is done. The Raiders technically need to get two wins on the Roosters as well, with the Roosters a superior for and against. So a lot of it will depend on what will happen in that Cowboys game with the Roosters tomorrow. No Ricky Stewart as coach. How do you see this one go? This is my game of the round. Yep. I'm yep. so excited for this game. This is the games that I live for. Sunday afternoon, mm. before I go to the SCG, I'm going to get K up on my phone, mm. whip this out and watch it. Oh, really? Because this yep. is compulsory viewing. Yep. If you're not doing anything this Sunday, sit down, watch this game, because this is an elimination final. Good multitasking from you. Yep. An elimination final come a month early where two teams have to win. Yep. I think whoever loses this game can't make finals. And yep. I think that includes the Raiders as well. Yep, agreed. Especially if the Roosters win. Absolutely. This is, yeah, it's so hard to pick because also you don't know for both sides which side's going to come out. Mm. Is it going to be that really strong Raiders side that we've seen beat beat the Storm, had that really good run earlier? Are we going to see that Dragon side come out that beat the Sydney Roosters on Anzac Daily this year and mm. can put in those amazing performances? It's so tough. I'm going to go the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to go the Raiders as well. I think they have a bit more in them and at home against the Dragons. But the Dragons, as you said, are one of those sides that are capable of just turning it on one week. Their thing, their problem with Dragons, I think, is their run home, along with the Raiders, isn't that tricky. Mm. I just don't think... Well, probably both teams can't be consistent enough to win all of those games. But we'll wait and see what happens. I'm with you, Raiders, but just the final game of this round, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Manly Sea Eagles up on the Gold Coast. Now, you've tipped the Titans a lot this year. This is a crucial game for Manly, too, in terms of their top eight uh, hopes. Surely they beat the Titans. Although, you know, surely they beat the Titans. I'll preface this by saying Manly are done in the finals race, I think. I think Mm. the last two weeks have really killed them. They shot themselves in the foot. Mm. The Gold Coast Titans are the worst football side I think I've ever seen. And I They did try hard against Melbourne last week. Well, too, for too, half an hour. Too little too late. Yeah. Like yep. and and as a Knights fan, I say this as well. Like those those three years of mm. wooden spoons, we were bad, but again, we tried. The mm. Titans just showed nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. I think they're the worst side I've seen in my time watching rugby league. Yep. And that is why I will not be tipping them for the first time, I think, oh, in many, many weeks. An eternity. Yep. Because I, I just get 
tricked by them because <laughs> you think this is the week where they pull it out, where they 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 care, and it just doesn't look like they care. Mm. And Manly, I think it would just be an easy two points and move on to the next week. And now watch the Gold Coast Titans win this game after I haven't tipped them. We will replay this. I'll replay this on Monday for you. Well, Charlie, some great expert predictions uh, there as per usual. We'll see what happens. I'm glad you didn't tip the Titans. You did tip the Tigers, though. So I did tip the Tigers and the Knights. <laughs> and the Knights. So that probably makes up for it. Thank you. We'll speak again next Friday. Yep. Can't wait. Charlie, a good sir there. We'll take a break. Back with more. You're listening to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, at eight and a half to six. Uh, preview what's coming up on breakfast in just a second, both uh, through New South Wales and Queensland. We do have some live rugby league on at the moment, some Super League between Toulouse and Warrington, and Toulouse is winning that game. 18 points to 12, 20 seconds left in the first half there. Now, don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. AFL this weekend, some important games. Uh, their second last round of their competition begins tonight at 7.50 with St Kilda taking on the Brisbane Lions. Then we've got the Bulldogs up against the GWS Giants tomorrow at 1.45. Adelaide will play North Melbourne. The Gold Coast uh, Suns will play Geelong. Uh, tomorrow night, Melbourne play Carlton. Patrick uh, Cripps getting his ban overturned overnight, which is good news for Carlton. Uh, Fremantle up against the West Coast. Then on Sunday, Richmond will play Hawthorne at 10 past one. The Sydney Swans in front of a sold-out crowd at the SCG will host Collingwood. And Essendon will play Port Adelaide. That is AFL across the course of the weekend. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 the NRL's controversial plan to bring back reserve grade is set to be shelved. It's understood a proposal for the NRL to introduce a national reserve grade competition has hit a dead end with key stakeholders investigating other options to breathe life into the idea. ARL Commission boss Peter Volandis last year outlined his grand plan to resurrect rugby league structure of the 1980s and 90s when the Winfield uh, clubs also fielded reserve grade and under-21 outfits. But well-placed sources say there is no hope of the NRL 17 clubs, including new franchise, the Dolphins, also being represented in a national reserve grade competition. In a bid to keep the idea alive, there has been an alternative suggestion for Queensland's three NRL clubs to field Broncos, Cowboys and Titans Reggie's team in the Queensland Cup competition. Uh, Queensland's Premier League competition already has 14 teams and Toowoomba will become the 15th club to join the competition next year. Uh, Brisbane football boss Ben Eichend slammed a push for the Broncos to be included in the Queensland Cup, saying it would seriously damage their affiliate ties with Winner Manling, North Devils and Souths Logan. So it looks like that idea is not going to be happening. A couple of texts to finish off the show. This one from the Chookman, the Panthers... Do I smell a choke? Bad time of the year for injuries, etc. Comp seems wide open again, in my opinion. Yes, 
I agree, although I still think they're favourites. They will have a lot of players uh, coming back uh, by the time the final series rolls around. But, yeah, I, I still think they're favourites, but I don't think they're home and hose like everyone thought. And I thought this text was a really, really appropriate way to finish the day, or my show at least, from uh, the Oval Treeman saying, Hi, Dan, condolences to the Green family and those close friends of Paul. It was mind-numbing when the news came through yesterday. It reinforces the need for all of us to reach out to each other because it doesn't matter who you are or what you have done in your life. If you need help, reach out. Yeah, well said, Yeovil Treeman. And, of course, mentioned the lifeline number earlier, 13 11 14, if you are struggling with anything. Uh, on at breakfast with Vossie and Brandy through 1170 a.m. in Sydney. James Tarmel and John Cartwright will pay tribute to Paul Green. They'll also be joined by, joined by James Desco for his 200th game. And through 693 SENQ and 1620 AM Gold Coast, Patton Heels will be joined by Craig Greenhill. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 AM for a limited time only. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.